Welcome to St. Tom's Online. Please find the recording of this week's Sunday service. Good morning and welcome to St. Tom's live stream morning service. And I know some of you from the uh, comments of good morning that you've already made saw some sunshine this morning and it has shown its face briefly in certain locations and uh, it is very cold out there, but it is very warm in the heart of Jesus for us as he always loves us and has his gaze upon us. So I hope that encourages you. Uh, today we're going to have uh, a guest with us, a special guest, and uh, I'll be speaking to Liz. Hi Liz, how are you? I'm good, and, uh, we're gonna, Great. We're gonna have a chat later um, about street pastors and school pastors and really looking forward to hearing what's happening in the ministry and how the church can support you more and more in the work that you do. So we look forward to seeing you later in the service, Liz. Enjoy it in the meantime. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so I um, hope you're looking forward to that. And um, Psalm uh, 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So in our opening prayer, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you. This is the only 7th of February, 2021, that we will ever get. And we want to dedicate it to you. We want to live it for you. And we want to start it by worshipping you. Amen. Well, as you know, our custom is to try and make this a live experience as much as possible. So we... Uh, Always open with a question uh, to see um, what your thoughts are. And the question that I'd like to uh, put before you is, what are your thoughts about Captain Tom? Captain Tom became uh, a bit of a national hero of raising funds for the NHS because of his situation as a hundred year old man seeking to walk to raise finance. He drew the hearts of so many. And so this week, to hear of his death, and particularly in the context of COVID, was so poignant. So again, please do engage with us. Um, we want to give thanks this morning for Captain Tom's example. We want to see anyone that places the thoughts of others first which is obviously a kingdom of God principle uh, held up. Yes, um, respected in our society. So it'd be great to hear your thoughts about Captain Tom. And uh, we'll be uh, getting an opportunity to um, get ready for that as we commence our prayer. Lord, we thank you that as we come to the end of Epiphany, and on the 16th of February with Shrove Tuesday begin on the Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, Lent. We want to just say to you, thank you for your light. Thank you for the way in which the darkness has never and will never overcome it. And we thank you that you've called us to be light, shining like a city on a hill, 
And we ask that you will help us to be that for you in our parish, even this day. And we do thank you again for the call to prayer that our Archbishops of Canterbury and York have called us to during this lockdown three. And we continue to give you praise that as we ask for you to heal our land, as we seek to repent of our wicked ways, your scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 encourages us that as we do this, as we repent and pray, you will heal our land. Thank you that over 10 million people have received the first injection of vaccine and we pray that Lord you would protect, guide and bring healing in Jesus name. Amen. So shall we go to a place of worship in song as we're led now?
Thank you again very much uh, for leading us in worship, Pam, Beth, and Yinyan. Uh, I hope, as it is for me, an encouragement to you that we will be outside again one day, that we will be able to worship outside. And uh, thank you for those evocative evenings where you led worship for us then, that we can recollect and enjoy again as you sang to the Lord for us and that we could join in in our homes. Thank you to all of you who have um, interacted. Um, thank you, Julie. Um, this question around Captain Tom as an example was a, he was an inspiration and a great example of a soldier's spirit. We likewise can be soldiers for Jesus. I think that's a, a lovely statement. Fran, um, thank you that you uh, saw this sense where you're never too old to make a difference. Tomorrow will be a good day. And I think that that is, again, a very clear summary of what was conveyed by Captain Tom. And I think Ruth uh, saying that he was a lesson in humility and encouragement um, is, again, some of those things that we would consider to be wonderful kingdom values. And Stuart, realism combined with grit and optimism. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That desire to accept that in the midst of being committed to others, there is always the poignancy as it was with Captain Tom, that his end of life was near. But what a way to live that final year of his life. That really impacted me. Uh, what an example. And that idea that Fran said that, you know, as believers, we can look forward to being older because we'll have more stories of the testimony that Jesus has given us in our lives, but also be an example as those who do well right up to the last moment before we leave this world and enter the next. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we'll know that, as the Apostle Paul said, it will be better by far. So I hope our worship, our contemplation has set our hearts to enjoy an interview uh, with Liz Richardson. Welcome, Liz. How are you? Hello. I'm <laughs> Again. Good You'd think I'd be used to this online thing, but actually it's quite scary. <laughs> yeah, um, again, we ought to say thank you, shouldn't we, to Gary for setting up all the stuff that's happening in the background that enables us to do this. But um, already you'll see, Liz, that um, I mentioned um, school pastors, so you can see there's interest already out there about um, our conversation. Um, I was just going to do a little summary um, of how uh, Street Pastors came to be uh, in Fair Oak and Horton Heath. And it was in 2008, I think I've shared the story with you, uh, that we saw the opportunity with Les Isaac. Um, and I always remember Les, who heads up Ascension Trust, as you know, in those early days, there'd only really been um, hotspot, crime hotspots around the country <laughs> where street pastors had been deployed. And so we were the first people to ask if we could deploy in a semi-rural context. And I always remember he said to me, oh, um, you ought to be a bit careful because looking at the website, they're all crime hotspots. And then Fair Oak and Horn Heath could look like a crime hotspot. So I said to him, oh, uh, it's about social cohesion more than 
and crime reduction and the police and the local authority, Eastleigh Borough Council, were so helpful. And in 2008, we were on Meridian. I always remember them coming around and where the street pastels idea all <laughs> came from. But a lot's happened since then, hasn't it? And um, we've seen uh, street pastels spread across the whole region. It already been in Portsmouth before we started, but then quickly uh, Eastleigh, Southampton. It's been a great privilege, hasn't it? So could you, uh, please, Liz, at this time, summarise for us where you see the current state of play for Bishopstoke, Fair Oak and Horton Heath street pastors? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Um, yeah, so we were the first um, rural street pastors um, and um, that has now grown and there are um, over 3,000 uh, well, 300 units in the country and then it's spreading across the world and um, there's about 15,000 street pastors trained um, in, in the world at the moment and potentially even more. So that's really exciting. So for us in Bishopstoke, Ferrick and Horton Heath, um, we go out on a Friday night um, and we patrol parks mainly and then we go round to the pubs um, sort of after 10 o'clock and talk to uh, people who are in the nighttime economy um, enjoying themselves at the pubs. Um, as you can imagine at the moment, um, we, we're not out and about, um, but uh, we're very prayerful for what is going on and at, at the moment um, because we can't be. Um, we didn't want to add to the, uh, the problem of the pandemic, so we are on hold at the moment. We are not going out on duties on a Friday. That was the first time when we... Uh, the first lockdown was the first time we had to stop patrolling in um, our 10 years of service. Um, and so it's been a really strange time. Um, but we did, did go out again. We changed our the way we work. So after the first lockdown, we reduced our teams to just two people going out and we reduced the time that we were going out as well. So um, we were going out earlier. And so we're engaging actually a lot of people that had never seen us before. Uh, we were coming across families that were going on um, walks in the evening, um, more dog walkers. And, and of course, there were young people still out and about earlier on in the evening. And they were really pleased to see us again. Unfortunately, we couldn't give them the, the, the fruit pastels anymore uh, due to COVID. And uh, so we've had to try and engage them in conversation without having a sort of a way in through, would you like a, a fruit pastel? Um, and actually, that's been challenging. But um, yeah, I think they're so used to us on a Friday night that they are willing to chat. And it was very evident that they we were still very necessary in the area that um, uh, I've made some fantastic links with the parish councils, both Bishop Stoke and Fair Oak and Horton Heath. And um, they really do appreciate us going out and engaging these young people because often they're just hanging around with their friends. They're, they're just like we're craving seeing people they want to see their friends too and and their safe places in the parks um gathering in groups and 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 they are willing to chat and they do look you know you probably think oh my goodness it would be awful you know going up to these groups of 15 plus sometimes but actually um they're, they're really engaging and um, with our street pastors written on our shirt um, that really does help because obviously they know that we're not busybodies coming to sort of tell them to move on or anything. We do just want to engage them, talk to them about life, let them lead the conversations mainly. So, yeah, so, yeah I'm sure. 
Dave, Dave Blackburn often says, doesn't he? Um, and I know that he's been involved all the way through with you in, in particularly recent times about the uh, sense that when we first started, it was a bit like, um, yeah, a bit hot on occasion. But as we've become part of the furniture, as it were, of what it means on a Friday and a Saturday sometimes, um, we are in relationship with our community. Um, would you say um, recruitment? Where are we on that? Would you say there's a, a need for a new uh, invigorated boost for recruitment? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, always. That's probably why you always see me. See Liz coming. Oh, she's going to ask us to join up to Street Pastors. I am going to ask you to join up to Street Pastors. Yes, because even though we're not going out at the moment, we're still training. A lot of the training's right. now gone online. So actually, um, we've got over that barrier of um, not being able to train face to face. So a lot of it's online now. Um, and yeah, so the, the new training session will be in May. Uh, April, May, end of April, beginning of May this year. So if you are interested in becoming a street pastor, um, please do contact me and um, I'm sure I can, I'll put into the comments later, um, the address that you can contact me on for street pastors. And yeah, that'd be um, great. Yeah, so pop that into uh, the, the comments, that would be fantastic. Um, can I ask you a second question then? Because uh, we're hearing that the management committee, you're looking at the possibility of school pastors um yeah should we say resurrecting is that right again <laughs> yeah totally so um the lovely Richard Wise at St Mary's St Paul's um they had made a, a lovely link with Stoke Park infants and juniors and um some of the they've been going in like us to do open the book and um the head teacher um he's now left actually and they've got a new head teacher but um he he had suggested it would be lovely to get the school pastors back in. And Richard was like, oh, I don't even know if we've got school pastors. So he contacted me straight away because I've got good links with uh, the churches in Bishop Stoke as well. And um, and I said, well, we we haven't got street pass, uh, school pastors. We haven't had them since, well, I think they sort of started to disband uh, when I arrived here in Herricks about eight years ago, I think. Um, oh, and wow. so... I looked into it and got in touch with Ascension Trust and uh, quickly was allowed to um, have, have put people forward for training. And so School Passes is back up and running, but we are in the midst of training. So we had uh, three lovely volunteers come forward. Unfortunately, COVID has somewhat hampered our training at the moment. Um, but again, they've set up this online training. So um, thank thank the Lord, really, that we can actually get these people trained. And our hope is that the first three school pastors will be trained by the summer term. And then um, with we're really prayerful about the schools allowing us to go in. I mean, there is quite strict guidelines at the moment for schools and visitors, um, as you can expect. But um, if we can get people ready, if I can get more people trained, then I can offer more. Uh, first, we'll go to the, the initial school that uh, have asked for us. Um, and then the aim for me, I would love to try and reapproach the Fair Oak schools and yeah. um, get ourselves back into Fair Oak. So I do, uh, again, this is a bit of a plea for, for school pastors. I would really love people to come forward if they think that they could offer something um, like school pastors, if they would like to become a school pastor. And um, I can get you trained. Um, and um, we will go into schools. And my, my thought at the moment, we'll approach the primary schools, which is different for the school pastor. I think 
we do like to do things differently in our area, don't we? You know, we're rural. And, <laughs> and I think um, primary schools is a really um, important uh, place to go because the anxiety levels in um, primary schools at the moment is high. I mean, I, as a teacher myself, um, I see it on a daily basis, the children that are struggling with um, coping with this pandemic um, and how schools really do need to provide for the well-being of children. And um, this is something that we can help them with because they've only no, got I limited think, um, That's what we found. Um, I, I'm chair of uh, the Starting Well group in the Eastie Health and Wellbeing Board, Liz. And as you say, uh, the figures for junior and primary school concern around mental health because of not being able to meet and socialise in the way that particularly young children just do so naturally is a key issue and it's lovely to hear across the region actually but certainly in Biffo with school pastors and street pastors and open the book and prayer spaces during this time of uh, Covid season preparation to be ready and in some cases, as we know, sending in videos that can sometimes help during this time sets us ready to be a blessing. So, again, I guess the recruitment window is wide open at the moment. And yes. we wanted to give you that opportunity. Yeah, if you're quick, <laughs> if you're really, really keen and you're sitting there and you're, you think, actually, God really prompted me this a while ago, but I didn't realise it was still there. Then contact me really quickly. Again, I'll put uh, the address in the comment box afterwards. And um, we can get you trained up very, very quickly because um, the training will be at the end of February, March. Um, and hopefully with COVID, we'll get that face to face, the one face to face that we need um, in April. So um, it will yeah. be that quick. Um, but obviously, if you don't, if you need a bit more time to be prayerful and think about it, then obviously uh, there is training later on in the year. But the more um, people I get on the team, the more I can offer the schools, because at the moment I can't offer a huge amount with just three people um, because they have to go in pairs. And so, um, you know, I can't overload the three people with all the all the schools in the area. <laughs> that would be the Well, that's why we wanted to um, uh, highlight the opportunity that exists, Liz, and to say thank you to you. As you can see on the comments, uh, people do really appreciate your team. <laughs> particularly your leadership of it. So thank you for that. So in, 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 in bringing our time together to a close at this point, what can we um, be praying for, uh, would you say, for you and the team and the opportunity? Okay, so firstly, for the street pastors, we would love you um, to pray for us um, as the, hopefully the restrictions lift and that we're back out on the streets, pray for safety and to pray for um, the young people that we meet and, and the best way to engage them, knowing that they are just as anxious as the, as the younger uh, generation and uh, to find ways that they feel com confident to talk to us and that we can offer this hope in their life that, um, you know, even though what's happened is awful, that there is hope. Um, so, yeah, pray for the restrictions to lift so that we can go back out. For school pastors, I'd really love you to pray that the initiative can get going, that we can get everyone trained, that we can make those links with the schools. Um, and, yeah, that we have people coming in to, to offer help for us. So that would be wonderful. And then finally, just to pray for young people in general, because, um, as I said, um, it's very hard for them to express themselves and often they express themselves in really different ways to what we do as adults and so I think it's really important that we pray for the young people for their well-being for their anxieties 
and then pray for the adults as well that we um yeah. that we meet because we're we're all struggling as well it's very weird difficult time and that we can be that hope that light on the streets and in the schools and um just be a beacon of hope for everyone thank you um i was just going to ask actually so that uh, we could all join in in prayer if gary would join us so that he could lead those prayers is that possible technically my brother ah it is <laughs> so uh, would you like to lead us um as a church in prayer for live and uh, street and school pastors thank you very much thanks some morning next time uh anyway <laughs> Yes, of course. Lord Jesus, uh, we just thank you so much for this initiative across our nation that has reached many people and it's brought many people from darkness into light and has met them at their darkest hour, literally sometimes, Lord, especially with the old days when people used to go to nightclubs and all that stuff, Lord, and maybe had a few many drinks or got involved in drugs and street passes have been there and we've had so many uh, testimonies to that we thank you for the testimonies in the Southampton places where there's nightclubs where they're renowned for handing out flip-flops because people have lost their shoes during the, the course of the evening it's just that personal care that love but Lord we thank you for the expression here in Ferrick and Horton Heath that expression that is unique to a semi-rural area Lord we thank you in the one way that we stand out like we do in so many other areas and most of the time Lord we thank you that's a good thing so we live uh, Liz and the team too Lord all those things that she wants us to pray about I pray that after this broadcast is over we don't forget it that through our week we'll be reminded by your Holy Spirit and prompted to pray but we lift Liz and she's on our screen at this moment and we take her and we and uh, we use her to represent the whole team Lord protect them keep them safe not just from Covid but from anything that might happen out there on the streets and we just really pray as we all do Lord that Covid will be wrapped up soon and the guys will be able to get back out there doing what they do best what they do because you've made them in that way Lord Jesus telling people about you but also expressing that physical love as well Lord Jesus uh, so we ask all this in your precious name Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Liz. Thank you very much, Gary. And uh, what a great introduction this interview and prayer has been. We go now to uh, be led in prayer by Pam. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are here before you acknowledging who you are. God of the universe, creator of the universe, with all the planets and the stars and the suns and the moons, and so much more that we have not even a smidgen of an understanding of. You are omnipotent God, all-powerful, Almighty, and yet you chose us. Flawed as we are, sinful as we are, you chose us because you love us. You desire a relationship with us, and yet we get it wrong so often. We don't say the right thing, we don't do the right thing, we don't think the right thing. And yet, you are all loving, all forgiving, 
because you desire a relationship with us, each and every one of us. We are so sorry we don't put you first all the time. We're sorry we don't do as you would do all the time. And we are sorry that we don't think as you do all of the time. Please forgive us for our thoughtlessness, our unkindness and our selfishness. We turn to you now and we seek your face. We delight in you. We want to put you first, but as Paul said to the Romans, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. You are so gracious to us. Thank you. Help us to be as gracious as you are. To behave graciously, to speak graciously, to think graciously. For your glory. To acknowledge who you are. Mighty, mighty God. We are your church, your hands and your feet spread out across this globe. Father, we are here. May we all hear your voice speaking. May we all be bold and courageous in building your church. May we all stay rooted in you, united in you. As your church in this community, may we do all that we can to be your light here. Inspire us, speak through us, serve through us. May we be as compassionate, loving and caring as you are. May we not be complacent when we see suffering around us. Stir us up. Show us what breaks your heart and put us to action. We know of so many who are hurting and are unwell, physically, mentally and spiritually. Jehovah Rapha, come. Our hearts cry to you. God who heals, come. Come. You are welcome, as always, to add any names or situations in the comments. for each name being added. Jesus, we cry out to you. For each situation being added in the comments. Jesus, we cry out to you.
Jesus, bring your peace. Jesus, bring your comfort. Jesus, bring your healing. Jesus, bring your provision. Father, come. Jesus, come. Spirit, come. Minister, Jesus, to those who are in need of you who are calling for you. Jesus, come. By your Spirit, come. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Pam, for leading us so beautifully in personal uh, worship and prayer uh, of the Lord and thank you for your prayer requests as we've been able to lift them together it is a lovely setting in which to do so as Pam was praying about it leading to action this love that Jesus has for us and our love for him leading to action it's a beautiful bridge into our video notices this week from Ethan Hello, welcome and good morning to St. Thomas's Notices with me, Ethan Hazardon. Now we've got a whole host of things to get through. I mean, just today we've got our Sunday service, obviously, uh, which is followed immediately by Cupper and Catch Up at 11. And then later on this afternoon at half two, we've got our family church, which is for zero to 11 year olds. And then tonight at 7 p.m., we've got Deeper. And all the codes can be found at our website, stthoms.co.uk. Tomorrow evening at 7pm to 8pm, that's Monday for anyone playing catch up, um, we're looking at chapter two of our book from Book and Cake, Living His Story by Hannah Steele. It's a great book, I really encourage you to come along, bring a friend, um, and we can look at it and delve into its chapter together. What's everybody's third favourite day of the year? That's right, pancake day. So it's time to start whipping out your frying pans and start flipping pancakes for our flipping awesome pancake flipping competition. One whole egg, milk. Hold the jug with one hand. The secret is to get a really nice, smooth paste. But whisk in that egg first, and then put your milk in. Landscape, please. 
um, no more than 30 seconds, flip those pancakes, get involved, uh, with, it's going to be great fun. It's actually quite nice. Then live on Facebook February 16th at 6.30pm we will have a compilation of all our flipping awesome pancake flippers for our pancake flipping competition. I'm flipping tired now. I wonder if there's anyone out there amongst you today, young, old or young at heart, who is interested in becoming a drummer but can't afford such luxuries as a top of the range drum kit. Well good news, we've got a luxury drum kit free to a good home um, for anyone who's interested in learning. It's a top-of-the-range setup with high-quality snare, kick, toms, and hi-hat, um, and, and, and a ride. And, um... All jokes aside, it's obviously not top-of-the-range, but um, it is free to a good home, or to a bad one, we don't really care. It's free to anyone who wants it, um, who's interested in learning drums, or just wants a bit of fun, wants to make a bit of music, um, please email me, ethan at sentoms.co.uk and we can arrange getting it to you. Well, there we go. They were no notices for this week. Thanks for sticking through them. They didn't have much of a choice. They were in the middle of the services. But nonetheless, thanks for sticking through to the end. I'll see you next week. But for now, hand them back over. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ethan. Uh, an inimitable style of uh, video notices that you've developed and uh, amazing to hear your preaching last week and your notice giving this week you are a man of many gifts um yep show tuesday 16th of feb and also getting ready for the 17th of feb with ash wednesday of course as lent begins and as that is a season of as it were choosing to follow christ into the wilderness into his self-isolation uh, if you like his voluntary lockdown uh, we are getting our hearts ready, and so we now come to worship again.
Thank you again, a lovely way to prepare our hearts for the reading of the word of God by Janina and the sermon from Matt Nicholson. John 1 verses 1 through to 14. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Good morning, it's lovely to be with you this morning again. Uh, and thank you for that reading. Um, I don't know about you, but this passage when I was preparing, um, I just found it. Um, I was in awe of it, if I'm honest. Um, the way that it's written, there's a beauty that struck me about it. It's almost poetic in its style. Well, I think it is poetic in its style. Um, and I think it's wonderful. And, and of course, it, what it is and what it represents is, is John's prologue to his entire gospel. It's like the essence of his message about Jesus in a nutshell. And it's profound, um, profoundly it, truth, of course, but just profound and yet simple. Um, there's a simplicity to it that is, that is, that is wonderful. Um, but, and yet scholars have debated and still do the meaning of it, the full meaning of it. And they've been debating it for centuries, wow. There's a huge amount in here in these uh, in this passage. Uh, I can't possibly do it justice in ten minutes, so I'm just going to go for the things that I think the Lord has, wants me to share this morning. And I'm going to start with verses one to three. Um, that's like a section here that um, John is explaining um, how Jesus is the Word, and of course. Um, he starts with the words in verse 1, in the beginning. And that's an echo, isn't it, back to Genesis chapter 1, and that's all about creation. And, of course, we read in Genesis 1 about how God speaks creation through his word into existence. And here John is saying, he's making that parallel with Jesus being the word. And that all things are made through him, John says. And Paul takes that further in Colossians 1, 
16 and 17, Paul says, All things have been created through him and for him, and in him all things hold together. Wow, let's just stop and think about that for a minute. All things hold together. So everything we see around us is being held together by Jesus. That's amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> Verse 14 is probably the most profound statement in the whole of the New Testament. When, it's, when John says, the word became flesh. You do have to stop and think about that one and let that one come on board up here. The word became flesh. Wow, what a revelationary statement that is. And not only that, John goes on to say, and he dwelt among us. Wow, God came among us. That word, that word in Greek is actually to tabernacle. You know, we only have the, the noun tabernacle in English, but in Greek there's two words and there's a verb that is to tabernacle. So what John is saying here, because that's the word he uses, is that God has tabernacled, literally means that God pitched his tent among us. Wow, God's come and made his home among us and he's done it by choice, by his own sovereign choice and decision, by his own endeavour, by his own effort. God has chosen to do that. Nothing to do with us. Wow, kind of blows my mind that God would choose to do that. And in verse 4, John says <clears throat> that in him was life. So again, Jesus, he's talking about in Jesus was life. So Jesus is the very source of all life. He is the power that creates life. And the word here that John uses, the Greek word, is zoa, or zoe, however you pronounce it. It's not there's two words in Greek for life, and bios is the other one. It's not that one. That one is a biological life. That one's like just existing. This is much more fundamental than that. This word is about life in principle. It's about the whole gamut of life. It's about quality of life. It's about eternal life. It's the whole aspect of life itself. So if, ladies, if, if one of you out, or any of you are named Zoe, what a wonderful name that is, because you, it means the principle of life itself. So Jesus is the source of all life. Jesus is the power that creates life. Jesus himself is life-giving. You spend some time with Jesus and you get to know that truth. Jesus is life-giving. He brings life to us. In verse 5, <clears throat> sorry, at the end of verse 4, John says that this life was the light of men. Okay, and in verse 5, the light goes on, John says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it or comprehend it. Wow, so this light is really significant, isn't it? And I get another echo here of Genesis 1, darkness and light. And of course in Genesis 1, that was all about creation. It was about the physical light and God speaking the physical light into existence. And of course, he did that through his word, which is Jesus. And that what John is talking about here is the spiritual light. So not only is Jesus able to create the physical light, Jesus is himself the spiritual light. Wow. 
Without him, clearly, we would be in complete darkness. Without Jesus, we'd be in darkness spiritually and physically. Verse 9 says <clears throat> that the true light gives light to everyone. Well, so that is the light that came into the world to give light and life to everyone. And Revelation 21, 23, John talks about what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen in the new heaven and the new earth. And there's a city that John saw and he explained it. And he says in, in chapter 21, verse 23, and the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb is its light. So here we are again, Jesus is the light. So in the future, in that new heaven and that new earth, we won't need the sun to light anything, but there'll be the, the, the light will be illuminating and emanating from Jesus, the lamb. Do you get the idea about the importance of Jesus when it comes to light? Verse 12, and those who receive him are given the right to be children of God. Wow, there's another profound statement. We're given the right. That's the word that really struck me about this, that we're given the right to be children of God through our faith and our belief in Jesus. We have the power. We have the, the full entitlement. We are able to claim it fully as our own to be children of God. And verse 13 says that it's not by blood, but in fact it's but it is of God. So we are being we, we are given this spiritual life, this spiritual birth through God, not by blood. And it's that sense of being born, isn't it, again? That spiritual birth that Jesus explained to Nicodemus when he asked him about it and couldn't understand it. When he said, oh, surely a man can't go back into his mother's womb and be born again. And Jesus said, no, of course not. This is a spiritual birth of God. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. We are children of God through our faith in Jesus. And Jesus has overcome the darkness because he is the light. And despite pandemics and lockdowns and everything we see going on around us and in this world, at this time, when it is dark and it seems dark, doesn't it? We know that Jesus has overcome the darkness already. And through our faith in him, we are children of God and the light is therefore in us. Let us, let us allow him to shine brightly in this time of darkness. And let's share our light. Jesus said, you have received freely, so freely give. So freely give what we've got, our light to the world. How do we do that? Well, we've just got to say yes, haven't we, to Jesus. <clears throat> John said in, um, in chapter 20, in verse 31 of his gospel, he says here that everything he's written was so that we may believe and that you will have life by the power of his name. This is why John wrote this stuff, just so that we would believe and that we would have life by the power of Jesus. And our only qualification in how we do this is by saying yes to Jesus. 
and I just want to finish this morning by <clears throat> sharing something with you that I, I felt that God gave me and I wrote down back in June, July time and I, uh, I want to just take an extract from that and, and it was entitled Our Only Qualification Is Yes. When we make a decision to follow Jesus we are being wholly and completely accepted by him. There is nothing that we need to do to qualify for salvation other than to repent and submit ourselves to him. He is not interested in how capable we are or what abilities we have to offer him. He is only interested in having a direct relationship with us and that we are prepared to surrender ourselves to him. Everything that is good flows from this. We do not need to look at ourselves and feel that we are in any way inadequate for what God has planned for us. He simply needs us to say yes. This starts with us surrendering ourselves completely to him, which means discarding our own agenda, accepting his and asking him to fill us with his spirit. Quite simply, he will do the rest. Thank you very much, Matt, for setting our hearts for our final reflection upon that beautiful passage. Thank you for the exposition of it. Uh, indeed, the shedding of the light of it as we come for our final song of worship together.
Thank you again. And um, hasn't it been lovely as we've ended our service to end, as it were, in the arms of love of our Lord Jesus, encouraged by the word of God through Matt's preaching to enjoy that wonderful experience. Um, if out of your heart you wish to give, um, obviously of your time and your love, but if you want to give of your money as well, please do use the St. Thomas's Church link uh, for giving and um, do also take up Liz's offer of joining her in cuppa and chat which will follow immediately after this service um, and you can engage with some of the things that she introduced in her interview. Um, all it really leaves me to do is to say that could you please pray for our provision of a treasurer. Uh, that is our constant request of the Lord at this time. And if that may be you, even this morning, please do get in touch with the church office or the Bobs and Matt directly. A treasurer would be a wonderful blessing to the church. And in that vein, please pray for the PCC. This coming Tuesday, we have our meeting with Bishop Debbie and the first steps towards moving forward during this vacancy period will begin and we long to be guided by the Holy Spirit. So thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you for engaging with us. We trust that you've been encouraged in your faith, your most holy faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you have a wonderful day that may start with tea and coffee immediately afterwards. God bless you.